Welcome to My Name is Not Steve, the podcast by storytellers about storytelling with people not named Steve. Hey, this is Pete Bauer. And I'm Dorothea Bauer. And this is My Name is Not Steve. We are still not named Steve. Nope, we are still... <laughs> Storytellers that talk about storytelling. Yes, we are. Uh, We're a little jovial right now, Dorothea. Why? Because we just watched a very special episode on television. The series finale of Castle. Oh my gosh. All right, so let's preface this a little bit. We have talked about Castle on this show a number of times for all the good things it does in storytelling. Well, and bad, because I remember specifically being very harsh on Catherine Beckett's character on this podcast. No, I know, but I, all right. Let me let me rephrase that. For the first seven seasons, it was really, really well written, and the introduction of Castle's character was one of the best I'd seen on on television in a very long time. I agree. <laughs> so that was good. Now, this last year, um, the head writer left, and so he decided to end the show at the end of last season. And then the studio kept going, so they hired some other writers, and then they've destroyed the show, which we had (laughs) talked about before. And here's the thing. I was really... They had had enough good episodes this season. How do you define good? Well, they kind of reminded me of the pre... of last season, right? Like, you could take them out and put them in last season, and they were just as good. If you get rid of the the overall storyline thing that they had put in place this year. So anyway, they were kind of making up for it a little bit here. And then... (laughs) And then this this finale, <laughs> and, and it ends up being the series finale because it was recently canceled. So they had yeah. shot multiple endings and and uh, <laughs> and then put together stuff. So so let's explain the story that takes place leading up. Well, to you're going to have to do that because I just tuned in it. for this episode. <laughs> Honestly, I stopped watching after I think the second or third episode of this season, yeah. and uh, because the story was over for me, they weren't honoring the characters, and the yeah. whole big story for the show had finished, and I just didn't buy it. Yeah, and so I stopped watching. But you know, we thought we'd finish it right, and we'd watch the the series finale and. Right. And talk about well, it because it was one of the. We big... didn't plan on talking about it on record, however. No, <laughs> but I was saw this. It was so memorable <laughs> that inspired us to literally do a podcast right after the show. Yeah. <laughs> so that's take that as as you may. All now, right. So set it up, Dad. Well, one one thing. One of the reasons that this show was so important to me and you was that you were the age of Castle's daughter Alexis. So as she grew up, and she's a lot like you, she reminds me a lot of you. You know, that was kind of like a connection. I I wanted to be a writer. You reminded me of her. And so, you know, we had this kind of connection with the show. So it was a little more important to me for that reason. But then it just all went very wrong. So here's what they (laughs) set up. They set up that the whole first, and these are spoilers, so if you haven't seen it. I mean, we're going to talk about this episode. The first seven seasons were all about Beckett trying to find out who murdered her mother and that ended up being... A huge conspiracy. A huge conspiracy involving a very powerful senator that was running, or going to be groomed to be running for president. Back in the day, he was just a corrupt guy who used mob money in order to fund his campaign and then later drug money. So that was the whole thing. And it was really, really well done. I really love the scene where she arrested him because he's talking about his run for presidency. Yeah, and how honorable he's going to be. Yeah, and how he's just sick of the the lying and the deceit and then he's arrested for murder in front of all the cameras yeah and it was really really that well was done. really really cool and i'm like yeah wish all politicians were called on for their crap like that <laughs> you'd have to arrest all of them at once <laughs> so the new writer said hey why don't we just it's such a weak choice they said hey why don't we just make beckett find out that there's someone that was above this senator who was really in charge she destroys her marriage she goes after this 
Anyway, and his, and his code name was Locksat. I don't know why, but like L-O-C-K-S-A-T. So the whole season, this last season, they're looking to uncover who is Locksat and who was really behind the murder that they already solved. See, I was confused, honestly, because up until this episode, now granted, I haven't watched the season at all, but for the first few episodes of the season that I did watch, I thought that Locksat was an organization. Yeah. I didn't know it was a person yeah, until this episode. Very, they weren't very <laughs> clear about it. So... It sounds like an organization. <laughs> I know. It's so badly written. <laughs> anyway, so this episode, they're uncovering who Loxat is. Okay. There's just so many things wrong with this episode. <laughs> it's really hard, hard to fathom. So there's things that... It's amazing to me that a show... It just goes to show you how important writing is. Because really good writing allows good actors to perform at their best. And really bad writing allows good actors to perform less than their best. And what's surprising to me, and I don't know what authority these actors have on on the set, but it'd be hard for me as an actor who's lived in the skin of this character for so long to say the lines that they said. Like, for example, the season finale opens up with a bad guy, the right-hand man of Loxat, killing someone. And he drives away in a car, and it's raining outside, so there's muddy tracks and footprints. And so one of the cops, Ryan, who's been a cop for all of the show, and he's a really good one, says, you know, why don't we take plaster of the tires and the footprints as if... We might get lucky. We might get lucky. Like, (laughs) that's standard procedure. It was so... There were so many inauthentic moments in this. But anyway, so they end up going and they... You know, again, there's only so many people they introduce into the show. They tried to rush everything. It was so rushed. It was very rushed. So they, which is is interesting because it was not fast paced. <laughs> no, it was sloppily it was, rushed. It was sloppily rushed. Oh my gosh! And so they end up tracking the bad guy who ends up being a recently new friend who reveals himself to be bad. Now here's the final setup that we need to explain is really, really bad. <laughs> so Castle is in a CIA room. The, the guy is a bad CIA dude, Locksat. He's in a CIA building in a CIA room specifically designed to kill people. Or IVs torture and, them. Or torture them or something through IVs or whatever. Castle has this truth serum and he has to tell them who knows about Locksat so they can kill them all. Which props to Nathan Fillion because his acting was really impressive in that scene. Right, because he had just recently told his mother and his daughter. And so all, all the people he cared about basically knew and he had to admit to that. So then they're trying to leave and they find out that Beckett is going to be, is being tricked by the CIA guy who is really Locksat to be brought down to the basement of this building they're in to be killed because there's an incinerator in there and they can kill her and put her in the incinerator and everything's done. Castle's in this room and he's (laughs) doing this stuff and he's telling the truth or whatever. And then right as he's about to be killed, the cops come in because they overpower the CIA people. Yeah, we should also mention that they have to overpower the CIA people. So now it's police versus CIA. Right. now they're In In a a CIA building. Yes. So they're in a building. There's only one exit and their gunfire is just flying everywhere. Right. (laughs) And there's no way out. So Castle, in like a metal room, so I'm surprised there was no like ricochet effect. There's like, and and there's you know this tile back wall, right? Yeah. So so Castle says something. I don't even know what he said. I don't either. I think I he think said that, something about the red wall, or I don't know because that, there was blood on the wall. I think, or there was a bullet shot through the wall. Oh, maybe there was a bullet shot through all it. All it. He just suddenly had the idea that he could break through the wall since he couldn't get out the door. Now we're kind of thinking... Because the CIA are shooting (laughs) at the police who are hiding in the room and shooting back. 
Yeah. Just setting up so, the scene here. So if this is a room used to kill people, you probably don't have a wall that you can break. That's <laughs> with just like literally, a shoe. It's tile. It's a tile wall with no drywall. Right? Or studs. <laughs> studs. Or anything. It's not supported. So Their he, torture room is an unsupported. Echoey room. Echoey room. Where the sound could easily travel through Which, the Which, okay, so also if there's gunfire, why didn't like the gunfire shatter the back wall completely? Right, I know. So he takes like a trash can <laughs> and, breaks, and breaks the wall easily. And so then, you know. Because Castle's not like a bodybuilder no. by any stretch of the imagination. So then he, he the Ryan and, and Esposito or the cops are trying to stave off the CIA. Because they're like, if we, if, we, if, if we leave this, this spot, spot, they're, they're going to storm the room. and We're all going to die. So they epically throw him a gun, which he takes with him. And then he moves this cabinet that's connected to plumbing. And they show <laughs> they show this for some reason, which I don't know why they don't have to. Right? There's so many poor decisions in directing. So he's got to move a table. To, he's made a hole. Like, why he didn't make a hole that he can crawl into? I don't know. But he made a hole in the wall that he needs this table to step into why to get through the wall. Why did he just make a bigger hole? Right. <laughs> or make the hole lower. So, but he needs the thing. So he pulls this thing and they show a close up of the plumbing in the wall being pulled out, like just really kind of falling apart. I don't know. And I'm like, <laughs> the that CIA would never needs happen. to work on their construction. <laughs> whoever, whoever they outsource for this <laughs> needs to be fired. And it doesn't make any sense because one, that would never happen. I mean, I've, I've worked on plumbing in my house. It doesn't fall apart like that. And why show it? There was no need to show it except for me to go, well, that wouldn't happen. And like breaking through a towel wall (laughs) with a trash can (laughs) probably wouldn't happen either. Okay, so then Castle goes down. Now, Beckett at this time is brought into the basement with with the Loxat guy. And so she pulls a gun and she knows, she knows that it's him, right? So do you know what's interesting about basements in the CIA? <laughs> do you know what they have? I wonder, what is it? Magnetic ceilings. <laughs> no studs, but they have <laughs> magnetic ceilings. So how did they even hang anything on the walls <laughs> if there's no studs? It's funny that there's a magnetic ceiling next to a metal incinerator, <laughs> right? Imagine turning the magnetic ceiling on all the incinerators go <laughs> lying up and the building catches on fire. That's yeah. more realistic so, than what happened. So, so Beckett sees that the guy has a gun, so she gets him to drop the gun. Although she never really explained how she knew he was the bad guy. She just says, I knew you were the bad guy. She's magic. She's a she's a wizardess. <laughs> like they they've been <laughs> so awful. They so spent anyway. the entire season trying to uncover who this guy is. They bring this random and character she, back to be the bad guy until tonight. She merely met. She literally met. She had literally never met him until like an hour earlier. And then and he's the bad guy. She's figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, There's been no for information. All. They've been looking for him all season. It's <laughs> like all I needed no to do was hang out with him. Re- <laughs> She can read their minds. So, it's a very, very special superpower that she has not boy, she up until this, this point exhibited. Maybe that's how she broke people in interrogation. She knew which buttons to press because she could read she their minds. She was psychic. But why did she take so long to solve all these cases? Oh, that's true. She should have just been able to read the guilt. On Too many times she was put in jeopardy because she didn't use this power. <laughs> anyway, so she has the gun drawn in this guy who she met an hour ago who now knows is the bad guy. Yeah, for reasons <laughs> For <unknown>. reasons not explained. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he goes, well, I have like a backup plan. And he's got this like, looks like a little car alarm. And he clicks <laughs> on it and her gun flies up into, 
and touches the ceiling, just stuck up there. And he's like, lucky mine's not made out of metal. I'm like, well, isn't that lucky? (laughs) Lucky for you. So now she's there, and then Castle, like, Okay, but let's think about this architecturally. (laughs) Like, who goes... Who goes, yeah, I think we need to have a magnetic ceiling. In the basement. basement, Just in case. Where there's going to be a metal furnace. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how did these guys in this room, in this writing room, ever sign off on that? How? It's amazing. So anyway, so then Castle appears, and we don't know how. (laughs) He just comes around the corner. Did he break the wall again? Was all the walls that thin? (laughs) Like, wasn't there cement anywhere? But, you know, he was also, like, in the wall. So right. did he just scale the mean. wall? That's what I mean. He would, no, he was, but I mean, like, what? Did he right. Did he scale the wall with the power of his strength? He, or? I don't know. He, he climbed down multiple stories <laughs> in interior of wall space and then exited into the basement. Surprise. I don't know. They didn't explain that. He just kind of showed up right when she thought. I mean, I mean it's not like he brought like, a trash can with him. How is he supposed to get through? <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe he did. Maybe he did bring the, <laughs> the, the magic trash can. So then he shows up and Becca's like, no, Castle, watch out. And what happens to his gun? It flies to it the flies ceiling. It flies to the ceiling. <laughs> and now they're both dead. So then... Um, well, he's an old guy, by the way. Yeah, the bad guy. We should set. probably clarify. So then um, he... <laughs> That kid just kind of roundhouse kicks him and decks him, right? And knocks him out. <laughs> but, like, why didn't she do this before? Like, she has training. If she's approached with a deadly Maybe weapon. Maybe she was going through all the things in her body and going, is anything else on me magnetic? Because I don't want to start a kick and my legs start up on the floor. Could you imagine how useful that would have been in that episode forever ago when they had to reach the ceiling? And so they were, like, climbing on top right. of each other. Just, yeah, just use your, your just belt use your buckles. Belt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to jump and hold. I st- hope I stick up there. Anyway, so um, so she does this roundhouse kick and decks him with her elbow, and then he's out. And instead of making sure that the guy in charge of everything in charge of everything, the ultimate murderer who was just trying to kill her and throw her in a furnace, instead of making sure he's not going to wake up and kill them, they have a really castle really and her have hug. a really long hug. Okay, so now we flash forward. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, tie up the bad guy. Although, real quick, I just want to say, beautiful moment that displays the logic of this show. They have this tech wizard guy. They're trying to track down the right-hand man at one point, And he's like, okay, oh, yeah. so I Forget decided to scan for cell phone signals. And they're like, well, this is New York. Aren't there a lot of them? And he's like, yes, but I scanned along the cell towers of the path that we know that he took because of the security cameras following his car. And that which led me to, which is very smart. And that led me to this one number. And they're like, awesome. Can you track it? I'll try. <laughs> You have tracked it. You in case you're unaware, it. you, you actually tracked, have tracked it, it along a path. <laughs> That's how we found the number. Why would you tell them that if you didn't know where it was? Yeah. So I uh, another moment of bad writing where they where instead said, "Can you track it?" He should have just said, "I already did." Yeah, and then said where it was. It's stupid. Stupid. It's like it's like bad writing. You already tracked though. I'll try. I'll, what do you mean do you you'll try? try? <laughs> just yes. Even hit worse. Hit the enter key. <laughs> It'll solve all your just problems. Say, just say yes. He doesn't even have to say, I've done it already. Just say, of course I can. Or whatever. I, right, right. Just affirmative, Captain. Gosh, like something. Maybe we should plaster those tire tracks. <laughs> CSI 101. Anyway. So anyway, they defeat the bad guy. So they defeat the bad guy. Now, it only gets better from here. So <laughs> so for, like, first they show up at, they show up at the, the precinct. 
And then everyone decides to get a drink at seven in the morning for some reason. <laughs> but they didn't. Like, explain. Why make it seven in the morning? It could have been any time. You don't know how long it takes between the time they kicked the old guy's butt to the time they got to the station. But it could have been question. It could have been one p.m. How did they get there if the CIA were going to storm oh, the room? <laughs> if they left, just suddenly everyone's back at the precinct. Was, they never explained that. Oh, I know. It was the hug. <laughs> It was, it was a sense of love that permeated the building because their walls are so thin. And then it made all the all the guys who were actively shooting bullets at the heads of the cops in the torture room, they put down their arms and they probably all hugged, hugged each other up there too. It's probably what happened. And then they all went for a drink. And then they all went for a drink at seven in the morning. For some reason, it was seven in the morning. So there's this really rushed kind of, wow. let's, let's wrap this up. Right. Yeah. And this whole show because, felt like this. Well, the thing was, is that they, they filmed several different endings. And instead of choosing one, they just decided they to put all, all of them, them in. <laughs> so let's set up the end. Like, so maybe Castle, they were afraid of wasting the money or something. Or maybe they I didn't. Don't, I don't but Let's just explain what should have happened. No, no. Let's explain what happened. <laughs> all right. Because that's worse. So Beckett and Castle go home. And Beckett. But Alexis and Martha don't. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I guess they hung. I guess they went to go get a drink at seven in the morning. Decided to hang out at the precinct where they have absolutely no reason to be. They're probably back there going, "How did they get out of the building?" <laughs> anyway, so so Beckett goes into the bedroom to relax and change. Castle goes out to make breakfast because it's seven in the morning, <laughs> and as we've established, so he's making breakfast and he turns on the burner and he asks, says something about the incinerator, right? Well, because a character that they had thought was suspicious but then turned on to be on their side was burned at the beginning of the episode, but not in an incinerator. So Castle's right. like, why didn't they just burn him in the incinerator? Right. And then super bad guy shows up, this guy that they thought was dead. They thought that they had turned him onto their side. They thought he was their inside man. But no, he shows up and shoots both of them. Yes. And then they shoot the bad guy. The real bad guy. The real yeah. locks and then And then kill him. It's all very rushed. It's all very, <laughs> like, very rushed. So then they why? crawl together, this overhead shot. And it would have been nice if they would have done it right. So they have this shot of... No, no, it wouldn't have been nice because there was no reason for that guy to be there. <laughs> so let's say what happens. So then Beckett... Now, these guys have cell phones on them all the time because whenever they're about to make love, they get interrupted by a call from the precinct about a murder. However... When they're both when they're shot dying. and they're dying. They and they've just come in from being on the street. Th- they're not having even changed yet, right? <laughs> so they literally, Castle walked from his door to the kitchen. Right. Never put a cell phone down. So Unless, did he take off a jacket? You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Stupid. So they instead of like going to call 911, they scramble to each other and hold hands and they're bleeding. <laughs> right? This I'm like, be when, funny. When are they, why aren't they calling 911? Right? Yeah, I just why, why do they waste their effort getting to each other? Get to a phone. So anyway, okay, but that, then, 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 <laughs> then it dissolves into showing one of Castle's like living rooms, room living or something or whatever, like that, completely empty, completely empty. And there are voiceovers. And there are voiceovers the about episode. yes, about how they met and and all the banter that Castle and Becca did. And you're like, oh, they're dead, <laughs> right? Right. Although it was very poorly done. Right. Like, it was even, really rushed. Even if that was the ending, just the way that it was edited together is like level one film editing class. Yeah. yeah. It's really bad. So you assume they're dead. For right? about a second. For, well, maybe two. Okay. I'm being generous. And then suddenly it says seven <laughs> years later. And in this same apartment <laughs> where everything was gone, everything is back. 
and <laughs> Castle and Beckett are there, and they have three kids, and they're rushing in to have breakfast, and end. <laughs> now, <laughs> why even have the scene where they're shot if they're going to do the scene where they like? It's well, listen, it, like, they moved there, out of their three... apartment <laughs> so what to move telling... back in yeah. with children. So what happened is they almost died, apparently. Left. It was so scarring. Left. They had to leave the apartment. But when they had kids, they had to share it with them. I don't know. So what they should have done is you you either shoot them and kill them and, and they're dead. And then you have the empty apartment and then you fade out or something. Which or, would have been a terrible right. Or you don't have the double twist lock set deal. So they come home. They're making breakfast. It's sweet. They've survived. You dissolve to seven years later in the same apartment, still healthy with you the You didn't three even kids. need the seven years later. I know. Later, I'm just saying, honestly. even if, if that's where you wanted to go. Like, why was that added? And why was it seven? Oh, seven in the morning. <laughs> There's a trend here. Seven. Well, also, in that episode where the guy came from the future, he said yeah. that Beckett was going to be a senator, which she was going to be until that's the way the old Stan Akadik didn't want to do that. Yeah. But he did say that they had three kids, so maybe they were trying to do an homage to that episode. Right, to show that he was right, and they should even have though never they, changed anything. <laughs> even though he wasn't, because Castle does not write nonfiction, and Beckett is not a senator. He's <laughs> so, like, all right, babe, we have three kids. we got to stop now, because the guy from the future. And don't want to let him down. Where should we go? Let's go back to the cramped apartment. <laughs> Where we almost died and left all of our furniture and just moved out and just left empty. Oh, my gosh. So here's the thing. So the show ends and two things happened. One, it made me unwant to own this season. <laughs> yeah, because you were on the fence about it. Yeah, I was like, you well, thought you might. Right. I'll buy the seven uh, seasons. That's the complete arc of Beckett. And I thought, but there's a couple of good episodes in here that are really good that I like that, that I could watch. But then they had this. And I'm like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> And then the other thing that happened is you started cackling <laughs> for about 10 straight minutes. I did. I was legit Like, Lynn, I was like, you were enjoying this way too yeah, much. Well, the thing was is that I they ruined the show for they me. Did. So the fact that they failed so while miserably. ruining the show was very entertaining. Uh, because apparently I'm a very vindictive person. <laughs> it was just so, it was so amazingly bad. So here's the deal. Let's think of us just from a... A planning standpoint, right? All right, so the head writer leaves. If you know the head writer leaves and he's pretty much sewed up his storyline. Like in a way that he left ABC with nothing to work with. Wrapped it up. (laughs) He's just like, Castle's done. Yep. So they have these new writers. So you have to know at best this is a tentative situation, right? What do they do? They create this lock sat story out of nothing. (laughs) And they give one episode to wrap it up. And then they rush it. Like, if you know, man, I don't know, we may only get the one season, you at least have a two-parter. So it expands or extends this conspiracy that you've been coming up with. But not only did they rush it into one, they sloppily rushed it into one. That was just horrendous. I mean, it had Here's how bad crappy the episode walls. Was. It had magnetic roofs. <laughs> Here's how bad the episode so. was. I compared it to the series finale of How I Met Your Mother. People have actually used How I Met Your Mother as a standard for bad series finales. Someone actually posted online. They're like, on a scale of psych to How I Met Your Mother, how was your series finale? Because the psych series finale was amazing. Right. <laughs> so here's how bad Castle was this season. But I there compared was... Castle to How I Met Your Mother, Dad. But accurately That's pretty so. bad, yeah. 
It was really, really, really horrendous. It was and, very entertaining. However, I, right, I would for argue all the wrong that. Reasons. <laughs> and you just look at it going, wow, what a shame that they've turned that awesome show into that. And you just, you could kind of see the actors struggling with what they were given because even when, I mean, these are really good actors and they couldn't even make it ring true. I mean, there were so many moments where I was just like, yeah, I don't believe that. I mean, when we're talking during an episode, that's bad. There are so many times that where Javi's one of the detectives, he is ex like black ops in the army. And whenever they have this big conspiracy, they never bring him in. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, of all of the people, you're bringing in the writer who he writes fiction books right. and not the former black ops guy who would follow you to the ends of the earth. Yeah. Way to go, Captain. Like, that's Ugh. just completely illogical. Anyway, so we're very glad that Castle has been put out of its misery. It was like a, a dying, slow, painful death, but it has officially died. You know, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if behind the scenes what happened was the producers of the show, or not even the producers, just the network was like, we want you to go in this direction. And Andrew Marlowe said no. And right. so he just wrapped up the show. Yeah. Uh, because what happened with, uh, there was another show, I think it was on NBC actually called, I think it was called Smash. It was about creating a Broadway show and it had a critically acclaimed first season. Like everyone thought it was a fantastic show. And the second season was garbage it was terrible because the writer left because she had a very specific vision for the show and the network's like no we want you to do this for the second season and she said no she's like i'm not going to write that so she quit and then the show was canceled so the, the the lesson from castle for me is that a lot of the writers that worked on the first seven seasons with that it was really good worked in this season too but they didn't have the guidance of andrew marlowe who created the show called the showrunner the head writer and obviously that is really, really important because I, I know from experience that some of the best acting you can do is the easiest, is the best writing because it's effortless and you don't, there's nothing to stop you from just focusing on your performance. And the hardest acting is bad writing because you're having to perform around it. And I could totally see this season, these actors trying to perform around this crap that they were given. And it was just so illogical, so outside Castle's own world that it created. A complete failure in just about every way. And this finale is one of the most underwhelming, epic failures of a cop show that I think you can have. And that says a lot from a show that I really like. Mm -hmm. But, But, you know, we'll buy the first seven seasons. It's kind of like what should have happened really with with that 70s show when Topher Grace decided to leave. When the main character of a show leaves, you end the show. (laughs) Just just as a fun fact. Like, honestly, if I bought that whole series, I would just take out the eighth season and throw it away just to protect anyone from accidental (laughs) viewing. And the same goes for this show. (laughs) Well, I think we mentioned this before, but but that's what the, the Netflix or the binge model why it works because they're just and the bbc's been doing this for years they just make the shows that work right so it should have been in the time frame that works too right that's what the bbc's done with sherlock which has just been fantastic because they're like you want the show you're gonna have to wait three years for because this is when the actors are available yeah and they should just end the show have it run its arc and then end it so castle should have ended and then the network should have said good it ended on an awesome note let's be the network that ends shows right (laughs) instead of going boy, this is kind of making enough money. Let's try something else. And then screwing it up and and ruining it. One last thing before we go. We're playing, or my son's playing the game Uncharted 4. It's the fourth game, obviously, in the Uncharted video game series. Which is awesome. Which is really, really good. And the technology increases 
exponentially with each version. But what's really cool is that this looks like the last one in that series. Like it's a it's a planned end to a very successful gaming because series. Because their gaming series actually has had character arcs. Right. Which I don't think a lot... Now I'm not a big gamer, so I can't say this with any credibility. I don't think a lot of games have the kind of character arc that Uncharted has had. I could be wrong about that. Like I said, I'm not a gamer, so I'm sure that if any gamers are listening to this, they're going to be like, um, excuse me, <laughs> let me list them for you. Well, but Uncharted's really good because it's the characters are, are modern day and very normal like us that kind of do extraordinary things, of course. It was the sense of humor that really brought me into that. But there's just really honest relationships in that that, are, that you can identify with, and they're not extraordinary relationships. They're just kind of honest relationships. So the fact that it's taking these character arcs and that the, the characters are all getting older and you know they're getting into different phases of their life where they're not treasure hunting anymore and things like that that's really cool i mean that's that's the way story it's kind of like writing you hear about these writers who write novel series and they have a really popular one and they keep writing in it even though they have no interest in it and there's nowhere for the characters to go it's just a rehash and you know i think the smart thing to do if you can is you you plan a series and you write it through and then you close it out you know, it's actually interesting because in the very first episode of Castle, in the pilot, he killed off. He was an author who killed off his main character because he didn't find the character interesting anymore. And everyone said it was a huge mistake. Everyone's like, I can't believe you killed off Derek Storm. Who are you going to write about next? And in came Catherine Beckett, who was Nikki Heat, and that became his, his next main character in his novel. So I think it's funny that they started the show literally talking about when to end characters. Right. When they have nothing more to offer. When they have no. <laughs> And then they end this with one of the most horrendous travesties of television. That's ironic. Ugh, it's so bad. So epically amateur, bad writing, bad acting, bad directing, horrific ending. So there you have it. Castle is finally R.I.P. And we really just had to talk about because we were having so much fun laughing about this. And it really was a good, I think, story to talk about logical flaws and all that jazz. So. Yeah. And when a story goes horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> For money. So, that seems to be a running thing with us. Yeah. When people try to screw up story for money, it really, really bothers us. So, Anyway, that's it, Dorothea. Rick, we sound like literature snobs. Yes, hello. <laughs> no, we're not. I write young adult thrillers. That's not literature snobbish at all. Uh, well, thank you guys for joining us, and I hope you found this entertaining. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Hi, Barbie.